The views, opinions, and comments expressed by hosts, guests, and callers of this show are not necessarily those of this station, its parent company, TeleSouth Media, its staff, management, or advertisers. Content of this broadcast cannot be duplicated or used in any way without the express written consent of TeleSouth Media Incorporated. Well, it's safe to say we probably never met. Even still, if a betting man was I, I'd bet every single one of us have found ourselves standing in the storms of life, soaking wet. But do not fret, chin up, my friend. A little bit of rain is not how this thing ends, but sometimes we forget. So if you understand, let me see those hands, because everybody needs a little hope. Welcome to Hope program that offers hope to the struggling, hope for the depressed, and hope for the oppressed. Now here are your hosts, Tommy Wilson, Bobby Caps, and Wesley Jackson. Well, good morning, everyone. We welcome you to our show, Hope. We're downtown Corinth on a beautiful Thursday morning. It is September the 29th, and man, it is a great, a great day. The Lord has gave us the weather. is perfect here in uh, our hometown of Corinth. Uh, man, I'm excited about today's show. I'm always excited. I'm Tommy Wilson. I'm here with Wesley Jackson. Wesley's the director of the Freedom Center. Bobby Caps is here to my right, and uh, uh, he is the biblical counselor at Crosswind Ministries. Uh, Phil, I almost sound like Jimmy Wright Anderson. And to my right, you'll be looking at Bobby Caps. To my left, you'll be looking at Wesley Jackson. <laughs> I sound like Jimmy Anderson there on a the basketball floor, man. Well, listen. Man, we, 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 on the way over here, we was talking about just some special days. December the 1st of last year was a special day. We opened the Freedom Center. Yeah. And then we, our three guys graduated. We hosted our first graduation. That was a special time. Uh, throughout now, we've had 29 men come into the program. Uh, we have three there today. Uh, but yesterday, Wesley, was one of them special days the Lord has gave us. And yeah. uh, tell us what happened yesterday. Well, it was, a, uh, it was a complimentary day to August the 3rd, the day we got to see Bobby baptize Jeffrey. We had another baptism at Goat Island. And uh, we had two of our guys that got baptized. You know, we held a service there right on the water side at Goat Island RV Park and brought the guys down there. Did a little lake day prior to that. And then... Uh, you come and held a nice little service, and Ralph did some reading for us, and our guys were baptized for the Lord. There in uh, the waters at Goat Island. Mm-hmm. That has become our baptism spot there, Bobby. Uh, that's the second time we've been there. Uh, four guys now there, and then Robert got great, uh, baptized at the circle. Circle, yeah. And then we had two more guys got baptized at Antioch Baptist Church and stuff. So it's been a special time, Bobby, to see that happen. Yeah, it is. And and, uh, the uh, following uh, baptisms there, uh, you're going to have to be really saved because this water's going to be cold. Yeah. (laughs) So commitment's got to be there. (laughs) We got a baptism coming up uh, November the 4th. Uh, did I tell you, it's November the 4th, and we're going to do it at Bay Springs. Uh, well, a good friend wanted to be baptized on his dad's birthday, and his dad was a, uh, a guy that liked Bay Springs, and he said, man, I'd love to just be baptized there and on my dad's birthday. And I said, well, we can make that happen. And he said, well, it's November the 4th. I said, really? <laughs> well, the kids in San Diego wear wetsuits because the water's so cold. Y'all might need to invest yeah. in a couple well, wetsuits. My, my friend Wesley Jackson bailed me out yesterday with waiters, and I, I told him I would be needing his waiters that day, okay? <laughs> so, no, it's a special time. We, you know, our, our title of the show is Hope. Our hope rests in the Lord Jesus Christ. And when, when we're able to uh, share that hope with these guys, you know, the last command that's in the book of Matthew, the Lord said, go and make disciples. That's what we do at the Freedom Center. We uh, make disciples. It also, t- it said, teach them and observe all things. That's maturing. So we love to... To watch them mature, and that's one of the great things is to watch these guys grow in the Lord. Oh man, their their enthusiasm for the Lord and just how they are seeking more diligently seeking the Lord is something that, you know, it encourages me each and every day. Tommy, we talked to a group of kids yesterday at the alternative school, 
and talked about encouraging people. And I tell you, the guys at the Freedom Center really encouraged me from day one. I don't know that I knew what this was going to look like when we started. You know, I, I knew that if we could get them to the Lord Jesus, that he'd do the work. And that was my hope. But man, some of the little nuggets he's gave us throughout this thing, not just opening, but getting to watch these men to catch fire for the Lord and to really give their life to the Lord and to want more. You know, at, at my lulls, whenever I feel like I'm coasting, it really fires me back up and fans my flame some to get going. So I'm I'm thankful and encouraged by our guys as they grow in the Lord. Mm-hmm. But then, Bobby, they also, after we, we see all that happening and they come to you and they say, man, we want to. We want you to baptize us and mm-hmm. like to be baptized at the river. Uh-huh. And uh, so that, that's just a special time. And Junior and uh, Andrew yesterday is two guys. I mean, Andrew, uh, Andrew's from Florida and uh, Junior is actually from Texas. He comes to us from Macon, uh, Miss, Macon, Mississippi. And uh, you, you've spent a lot of time with both of them guys, Bobby. And just to see that happening and have an opportunity to to be a part of that special mm. day yesterday was uh, just another great day for the mm. Freedom Center. It is, and all these things that we get to, you know, uh, stand beside are based on this simple thing that Wesley was talking about: is that we're we uh, have all our eggs in one basket mm. uh, at the Freedom Center, and that is that uh, Christ saves sinners, uh, and that He does it by the means of us. Uh, his word, uh, the gospel, and so we just uh, we we uh, in the words of Ephesians five, we wash them with the water of the word, and we trust that the God of the word uh, will do His work in their hearts and lives, and and then we're not shocked when He does, and we rejoice with them when He does, and we slow down uh, a bit and wait also. Uh, went and are patient with the people that he hasn't done that work yet in. And that's some of the struggles that, <clears throat> you know, we talk about is that we look at a guy and, and, and he's not there yet. And we know he isn't, you know, and, uh, but we just keep washing him with the water of the word because, because God's word does what it was sent to do. Yeah. And the Bible tells us that God says that my word does accomplish what I sent it out to do. And so we have confidence in that. Our confidence is in God and in his word and in what he has done in Christ, saving his people from their sins. And so we go, and so we can just patiently and gently and boldly uh, give them uh, what we have, uh, which is God and his word, and uh, and uh, and then stand around and get to rejoice with them oh, when, yeah. when all the breakthroughs happen. That's you know, they, and this little crew... Uh, is a bunch of eager beavers, man. Yeah, <laughs> they really they will wear you out with all their Bible questions and what about this and what about that and they're eager beavers and we love well, it. We 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 had a special day there. We ended up going to the outpost to have a great meal and then we ended up at uh, Grace Chapel with Doctor Pratt and he he actually preached out of Genesis thirty eight on Tamar and man it, it was just a great day and stuff. So we uh. Speaking of uh, trauma, yeah. Well, 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 well there's well, a segue. You know, well, we and I'm going to wrap this side, up, this one up by just saying this: that you know, we get to do that. Yes. We get to do that. We get to host Freedom Center. We get to do them baptisms like that. We get to do a lot of things because this community supports Amen. us. So we want to say thank you mm-hmm. uh, from the bottom of our hearts. We thank you for the people that supports us monthly, one-time gifts, whatever. If you if you want to support a man to go through our program. Uh, that that would be good. Just get a get a hold of us, and uh, we'll work them details out for you. If you just want to support monthly, listen to this: three thousand dollars a year would support one person to go through the Freedom Center. Yeah. So hey, that's two fifty a month that you could invest in somebody and and be a part of that. And you can go to our webpage, uh, Freedom. CorinthFreedomCenter.com and get that worked out or get in touch with us. We want to say thank you to our sponsors on this show. Uh, Wesley, name our sponsors right quick. Yes, we got Gatlin's Pharmacy and Tishomingo, Wilco Real Estate, 
uh, Nick Bain and his law office, Crosswind Ministries, Living Free Ministries, and Daniel Arthur and the local subways. We're grateful. That's it. Hey, and Wilco's my wife, so I want to give a big shout out to her. And if you need any of your real estate needs, they get in touch with her and my daughter Olivia, okay? Listen, uh, today we're going to bounce off of last, year, last week's show and talk some more about trauma. Uh, we're going to take a break and we'll be right back. It's Tommy Wilson, Living Free Ministries here in Corinth, Mississippi. Romans chapter 12, verse 2 says, Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. At Living Free Ministries, we want to help you to understand how to renew your mind through a faith in the Lord Jesus Christ to take you out of addiction and take you into peace, promise, and joy. Only Jesus Christ can do that. Check us out, livingfreecorinth.com. Wilco Real Estate Group is a full-service real estate agency located in downtown Corinth. Our agents service all of Northeast Mississippi and Southwest Tennessee, including the Pickwick Lake area. If you would like to talk real estate, please call or text us at 662-415-5922. You can also email us at info at You can also check out our website for some free content on the home buying or home selling process at wilcocorrent.com. If you live in Tishomingo, Belmont, Iuka, Burnsville, and the surrounding area, Gatlin's Pharmacy, 18 First Avenue in Tishomingo is your one stop for all your pharmacy needs. Gatlin's Pharmacy has programs available that will save you time and money. They offer a discount program that is unique to our area. Do you have a parent or loved one who needs help keeping up with their medicines? Gatlin's Pharmacy will do the work for you. They will package your prescriptions for date and time and deliver them to you. Give Gatlin's Pharmacy a call and find out why they are way more than just a pharmacy. Gatlin's Pharmacy, 662-438-6605. Hey folks, it's Tommy Wilson, Corinth Mattress Furniture Outlet, right here on Highway 72 in Corinth. Summer's come and gone, but what hasn't gone is the deals at our store. We have recliners, $199. Lift chairs always on sale. Adjustable beds on sale. Mattresses on sale. Don't forget, we are your inflatable place for your fall parties, and now we're your local U-Haul dealer. Listen, you got to come three miles west of high prices to get them deals. Bain Bowen, attorneys at law, are proud to be a part of this program. At Bain and Bowen, they know that going through a legal dispute can be a frustrating and scary process. They can help you with a wide range of legal issues, including criminal cases, divorce and family law issues, as well as personal injury cases. Baines and Bowen, attorneys at law, will pursue the best course of action and get you the outcome you deserve. For all your legal needs, call Baines and Bowen at 662-287-1620. That's 286-1620. Now back to Hope with Tommy Wilson, Bobby Caps, and Wesley Jackson. Thank you, boys. We welcome you back here to, uh, today to our show, Hope. Uh, we are here in downtown Corinth with Dr. Phil here at the Super Talk radio station on a beautiful Thursday morning. Last week's show, we, uh, we talked about trauma and what that looked like, the effects of trauma, and things like that. And we had a lot of comments and a lot of response to it. So we wanted to bounce off of that. And listen, we want to give you a way. Here's a phone number if you've got a question about trauma or something maybe you're going through you'd like for us to talk about today. Let, let me give you another uh, word for it in case you're not familiar with that. If you've had something that happened to you in your life that so deeply affected you that 15, 20 years later, you're still not over it. That's what we mean. Yeah. Or maybe even 40 years. Yeah. 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 So, but the phone number for any kind of questions or comment is a text line only. at 662-603-9829. Hey, if you want to listen to this show or any of our shows, you can go to our webpage, livingfreecarinf.com. Click on the listen page. We have a list of all the programs on there and our guests and the date of that show. You can go back and listen to any of them. And today's show will be on there later today, too. 
But if you've got somewhere, somebody that lives out of uh, range here, they could listen to us right now, anywhere in the world, on supertalk.fm Corinth. Supertalk.fm Corinth. And they can get this anywhere in the, on the, in the world. Listen, Bobby, last week we talked about trauma. And just give us a refresh about what we talked about, what trauma was, the uh, the impact of that, and, 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 and two, just the effects of it. So one of the questions I had uh, was, was is, is the word trauma, is it the, the event that took place or the effects of it that came after? The well, the, the trauma the is the event, the disorder, right, PTSD. So the disorder is the effects. You know, what happens later what happens, like, if I get hurt really bad, I don't want to be hurt again. My whole psyche wires itself to defend itself, protect itself, to make sure that, whatever that is, never happens again. That's the simple way about it. And the problem is that I have such a disproportionate reaction to not wanting to be hurt again that it affects everything that I do from then on. I mean, it really, so, like, for instance, I... You know, uh, if guys, uh, uh, Tommy's wearing uh, his favorite team, the Milwaukee Brewers, yeah. uh, shirt today, and and um, and and my uh, favorite National League team, Bobby. That's not that right. Okay. okay. <laughs> well, and the reason why is Brandon Woodruff, which is a local guy yeah. that's went to the same high school as right. Tommy, is the, is one of their ace pitchers, and he's really good. And but what my whole point is is that. If somebody hurt me and they were wearing that T-shirt, then every time I see that T-shirt, and I don't even know why, it it bothers me, you know. And they use the word they use is trigger, but 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 it bothers me. And there's something happens, and my stress level goes up, and and it, for some reason my antennas go up, and I begin to wonder if the guy who's wearing the shirt. Uh, isn't going to also hurt me. And I begin to put on a self def- a, d- a defensive posture, if you will, um, around it. And so what happens is, is that in our, what happens is, is that when we're sinned against, when we're sinned against, when we're hurt, even if it's like some accidental thing, like an auto wreck, these things happen. We talked about that last week. But what happens is, is that I so wire myself to self-protect that I can't see the world kind of normally again. So, and so what, what we're trying to do in trauma recovery is we're trying to get our psyche back, if you will, after things that have bad have happened to me, to where I don't react so strongly to every time I see a brewer's shirt, for instance. Yeah. And, and so that's what's going on. So the trauma is what happened the disorder, if you will, or how it affects me is kind of what disorders my psyche. So, I mean, in, in some of the examples, some of the words we always hear of, Bobby, and one of the big words we've studied and looked at over the years from Hegstrom to Burks, uh, Harris, uh, to Bruce Perry, and all the leading people that's looked at this stuff is a word called childhood trauma. Mm-hmm. Well, Paul Hextrom told us that time in his studies that earlier the age that a trauma takes place, the deeper the impact. Mm-hmm. And so if, if something happened to me at eight years old, mm-hmm. that's trauma. But if, if, if something happened to me at four years old, that's a deeper, deeper deal. Mm-hmm. Well, and the reason there is, is that just think about your brain. The brain doesn't really begin developing uh, especially in the reasoning part of your brain until after puberty. So, um, uh, so what happens is that uh, the earlier something happens to me, I take the reason why it affects me so deeply is because I take full responsibility. And I, I don't want to go into all the details of this, but just think about it this way. If you hurt me when I'm four, four I think that I worth the problem, not you. That's why we have to constantly tell people when they're older, it wasn't your fault, right? 
because we believe it. We take responsibility. If I would have been a better boy, daddy wouldn't have hit me like that. Or if I would have, or some little girl, if I wouldn't have wore a dress that day, he wouldn't have sexually abused me. You know what I mean? That's them taking responsibility for the trauma. And all children do it 100%. And that's why it matters. It, it hurts us so deeply. When I have a reasoning mind, I can look and I can say, no, Wesley was a wild maniac and he hurt me. I'm not responsible. But before I have a reasoning mind, which is happens during, you know, uh, starts maybe eight and fully develops in a male at 25, by the way, and and um, so before I have a reasoning mind, I actually will take responsibility for everything. So you'll see people that do it all the time. People like here's a good example of somebody that you can almost guarantee has suffered some fairly serious stuff in their life. Somebody that apologizes for everything. So you'll see you'll see somebody they'll walk through the door and they'll go, oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. It's like, what are you sorry about? But they took responsibility for the fact that we walked through the door at the same time. It's like, you're not responsible for that. I mean, you just were here. But the fact that I feel like I'm responsible for everything is an adverse effect of trauma. So do you always try to make it about me? Yeah. Well, no, it's, I'm not trying to make it about me. I actually think that I am responsible yeah. for it. You know what yeah. I mean? I'm responsible. If anything bad happens in your life, well, I'm responsible because obviously there was something I could have done to prevent it. You know, and so, but that's attached back to this unresolved trauma, which is what we're talking about. It's an, it, so think about this. If I've been sinned against and hurt really bad, um, I'll, I will react that way until I resolve the trauma, until I, until it heals. And by the way, God, thankfully, because he listened to what Jesus said in his very first sermon, very first public sermon. I came to heal broken hearts and to set captives free, right? So if you believe that Jesus actually does what he came to do, you may, you may have hope today yeah. that he can heal your broken heart and set you free. And, and so that's, we have hope, that hope. I have that hope. And the means by which he does that uh, is what we'll talk about. The means, how does he do it? How, in other words, how do I look at this event in a different way and keep it from affecting me so deeply now in my present? So, you know, in, in Wesley, one of the things, man, you talked about when we left here last week, uh, a lot of time, I mean, all the time we're talking about the trauma that's on a person that from a four-year-old. Obviously, if we're talking about a four-year-old, an eight-year-old, most of the time some sort of adult hurt that person. Mm. So, how you know, how to work through that? But you asked a great question, Wesley. What about the, what about the person on the other side of that? When they come to a point that they've had a brokenness, and they want to go through and how to heal that, Bobby. I, mm -hmm. mean, I mean, both sides of this needs healing. Absolutely. And, of course, one of the great things, what does the Lord say that he gives the church? What does he say that he is? He gives the church, this is 2 Corinthians 5, if you want to look it up, that the church's ministry is a ministry of reconciliation. Mm -hmm. That is reconciling God, God to people right? People to God and reconciling people to one, one another. And so what happens is if I've been the offender, right? God has a pathway for me to heal the wound of sinning against my neighbor. If I've been offended, right? If I've been the one who's been the recipient of the trauma, then God has a pathway for me to heal that wound too. And so our deal is, is that if, if no matter which side I am, whether I was the guy who caused the trauma or I was the guy who received the trauma, no matter which side I am on that, God has a spiritual freedom uh, and a healing uh, for your heart, like a lot of people suffer with guilt. I can't believe the way I've hurt my family. I can't believe the way I d have done this. I can't, you know, I, I hurt all my people and I can't believe, you know, what kind of monster would have done what I did. And, you know, and it was me, you know, I'm the monster who did, you know, whatever. And so God has a way for us to heal, whether we've been the guy who traumatized or we to heal if we've been on the receiving end. Well, a couple of the things that stood out to me over the years now of studying all this stuff, and like I said, we've, we've studied 
uh, some of the great folks in the in America around the world that looked at this stuff and you know the Nadine Burks Harris out of California she she has this A study and and one of the things that out of her study was she was in like some of the poorest counties in in California doing the studies and 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 came up with this trauma stuff that was happening to these kids but then she done a study in the richest community and she came up with same deal same deal it's happening in the rich community too so you know it's not prejudice it it affects us all no matter what community you're from but as believers we do believe that the answer is the same too for whatever it is or which side of it is well either which side of the trauma you own our friend that day over at ripley said what wesley i mean i'm a believer i do believe that. yeah i believe it <laughs> yeah i believe that you can be healed i do believe that you can get through this and in our next segment we'll talk uh some about that we're going to, have to take a break again thank you for all of our sponsors we're talking about trauma today. I'm Tommy Wilson. I'm here with uh, Bobby Caps, Wesley Jackson, and uh, we'll be right back. This is Brett Butler, and I'm the Executive Director of Crosswind Ministries in Corinth, Mississippi. Crosswind is a local ministry ordained and equipped by the Lord Jesus Christ to serve and bring hope to families and individuals who are in need of assistance. We like to think we exist to serve those who are poor in resources and poor in spirit. If you think about it, that's really all of us at one time or another. We are located at 703 Tate Street, south of the railroad tracks in downtown Corinth, and our number is 662-287-5600. You know, one of the most common questions I get from neighbors in the community is, quite simply, what type of help do y'all provide? Well, Crosswind is set up to be a highly diverse, one-stop shop of sorts for people who are troubled or are in trouble. Because of the many relationships we have cultivated over the last 16 years, I like to think we're equipped to either serve most needs directly or indirectly, and we do not discriminate. So, Just a few things that we do at Crosswind is we transition and secure families from homelessness into permanent housing. We conduct two Tutoring in after-school programs, we provide no-cost biblical counseling to hurting families and individuals through the Crosswind Biblical Counseling Center that we just established. We have the opportunity to feed hundreds of hungry residents through our mobile and stationary meal programs. We mentor and equip new and expectant mothers through our partnership with One by One Ministries and the Oasis Medical Center and host weekly clothing drives for neighbors in need need of seasonal apparel and these are just a few things that we do and we we try not to limit ourselves and instead just answer the need as it comes in the door or calls us on the phone so if you are in need of help please call us or come see us at crosswind on 703 tate street we're here to help bain bowen attorneys at law are proud to be a part of this program at bain and bowen they know that going through a legal dispute can be a frustrating and scary process. They can help you with a wide range of legal issues, including criminal cases, divorce and family law issues, as well as personal injury cases. Baines and Bowen, attorneys at law, will pursue the best course of action and get you the outcome you deserve. For all your legal needs, call Baines and Bowen at 662-287-1620. That's 286-1620. Now back to Hope with Tommy Wilson, Bobby Caps, and Wesley Jackson. Well, we welcome you back. Uh, we're trying to figure out what day it is and where we're at <laughs> because we're talking about loss of memory and stuff here. And, and by the way, uh, Wesley's the youngest guy in the room, and he's 37. So that tells you the rest of us. Uh, the rest of us is old enough to be Wesley's dad. So, uh, Man, we are talking about trauma, the effects of trauma, the different types of trauma. And one of the biggest, when we were studying the Hexstrom stuff, he gave us a list of five things. And, and there was a couple of sexual traumas there, molestation and... Uh, incest. Incest. And then physical trauma. 
being beaten or Be, you yeah, know, and then like that. Uh, then there was one maybe some sort of emo- emotional trauma. Yeah, but, but and, emotional the, drama trauma is uh, the emotional trauma is rarely a one-time trauma. I can give you an example of a one-time trauma. I met with a 55-year-old lady just was suffering her whole just suffering and we got back to all the to all work through all the crazy and um and she said that she was you know the most hor- horrible you know whatever you know she wasn't worth nothing blah 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 and so um and we just start i start thinking back when well, you know when was the first time that you actually knew these things right now remember it wasn't true but i but she believed it was. And so I needed to figure out when she came to believe it. And she said, oh, oh, that's, that's simple. I was a six-year-old little girl, and we had gone out to the parade. And um, Daddy brought me out there, and Daddy knew the mayor. And the mayor was walking down the street, and Daddy said, there's the mayor right there. I know him, honey. And I ran over to the mayor and I said, hi, mayor. And he patted me on the head and said, my, aren't you an ugly little duckling? Well, well, because of the, because of the height of who that guy was and how, how important he was to daddy uh, and how much I wanted to be accepted and valued by him. I didn't know that at six. But him saying that crushed her little spirit. That's not normally how emotional abuse works. Normally, emotional abuse is over your lifetime. Your dad keeps saying you ain't going to be worth nothing. You know, you're a sorry, no good. You ain't, you know, you know, blah blah blah. And then finally, you come to believe it, right? Yeah. He he says speaks things into your life. The Bible Lord says that we. Yeah, the Bible says that our words are life or death, and we speak death into people. And well, so, anyways, uh, but that's the other one. But I'm the gonna, number one is what? Well, I'm going to go from the bottom up. Okay. Physical abuse was number five. Yep. Emotional abuse was number four. Yep. Molestation was number three. Incest was number two. And I'm thinking, can it get any worse, man? Bobby, what's some sort of trauma that's bigger than especially them two? Molestation and incest. And then all of a sudden, he comes up with a word rejection. We could use the word abandonment. And man, that just hit home because that's what we deal with every day. And that's. And I'll tell you, this is interesting about this particular trauma. Almost every one of us have suffered it. Oh, yeah. I mean, not almost every one of us have been incested. Not almost every one of us have been sexually abused, but... Almost every one of us have suffered abandonment and yeah. suffered rejection. So that that was just really hard for me to see. That's the that's number one, and I'm thinking, man. But then you get to looking at it, and when you start sitting down with people and you start hearing their stories, then I start listening to my own story. My mom and dad gets a divorce when I'm eight year, about eight nine years old. You know, and that was in the 70s. Divorce wasn't a popular thing then. I mean, today, divorce is just as common as getting, getting married. married. And, but them days, and, and, you know, I grew up thinking, well, that's just a way of life. But now I can look back and see who a lot of hurt came in on that. And stuff. Well, and so let's think about the trauma of abandonment and rejection. So God has wired us to love and to be loved, right? I mean, think about the first two commands. Love God, love your neighbor. So... So I'm wired uh, to be accepted, to be valued, to be loved, right? I was created in the image of God. I have intrinsic value because of that. Intrinsic means it's baked in the cake, you know? I mean, I'm valuable. You're valuable just because God made you in his image. No other thing, right? So what does that mean? You're, you deserve and you're worthy of respect. And listen, listen, here's, here, here's where we're heading toward rejection. And you're worthy of acceptance, that's why when God says to his church, he says, accept one another just like I've accepted you, then I'm worthy of acceptance because, because I'm created in God's image and I'm one of us, if you will. And so what happens is rejection and abandonment says, no, you're not. You're actually less than human. 
It dehumanizes you. You're less than human. You're actually not one of us. You're not accepted by us. You're not worth, and think about like sexual abuse. Sexual abuse also has rejection connected to it because it says you're not worth me treating you uh, as if you were created in the image of God. There's some, you know, so you're on the outside. You're not accepted because I'm just going to treat you like a sexual object. I'm going to objectify you. And so, and, and so what happens is, is that we have this, but abandonment comes in so many forms. I mean, you think about fatherless children all over our community and every community, the, the fatherless children. Where and, and when I say fatherless, I don't mean a, a guy whose daddy died. That's a whole nother experience. But I'm talking about a guy, if you go to school and you say, how many of your guys, how many of you guys uh, have a dad who lives at home with you? And, and or don't have a, d- a dad who lives at home with you and half the class raises their hand. Oh, yeah. Well, And then you ask the next question, but how many of you know your dad and know where he is? And the, all of them still raise their hand, except maybe one or two, right? And so what that means is my dad, my dad, I know who my dad is, and my dad isn't connecting with me, and my dad doesn't tell me that I'm worth loving and and being around, and, you know, he doesn't have time for me. That's this thing that gets baked in the cake, and it really tells my heart and soul that I'm not worth loving, I'm not worth caring for, and so I begin to act all that out and have all that negative One of my questions I ask a lot of guys is, I mean, when you was playing ball or something, you looked up in the stands and... You know, there was many times I didn't have a parent at the game, and I can remember that today. And uh, and and one of the things they always said was, well, uh, a lot of times I didn't have nobody there. And I've asked many of them, they told me their ball coach was their guy that kind of encouraged yeah. me and stuff. So that, that hurts. That's real pain. That hurts. We talked to kids yesterday in alternative school that had real pain. Mm-hmm. Real pain, Wesley. And, Wesley, you were sharing with us, uh, the effects that abandonment, rejection had on your family as your child was being born. Well, that, well, that's it. We see this often dealing with the addiction world, and uh, we're talking about trauma and reconciliation, where all these things kind of intersect. And it, I mean, a real-life story was an example of my life. Uh, m- my wife and I had a child after we'd been married a couple of years, and, you know, it was her first kid, First experience with pregnancy, biggest moment for a, you know a young woman's life in a lot of ways, and uh, you know I wasn't there for, her. and so that's been something we've had to work through, and how the Lord's really had to restore our marriage through that. But you know they just go through this traumatic event of giving childbirth, which is physically traumatizing. But then after that, they come out of that, and they they don't have no one there to help care for them, or help care for them and the child. You know, my wife and I talk about it, but there's there's some traumatic experience going on there and some PTSD from that that we've had to work through. And, you know, you, you don't get to go back and take those those times back, but no. the Lord kind of just brings you through it. And it's something that, you know, I feel like maybe other families have probably dealt with is, you know, us, as a man being lost and doing things the wrong way, not being there for my family is one of the traumas as being the herder instead of the hurt E that I've had to learn to work through and seek forgiveness from. Bobby, one of of the things over the years now, Bobby, that we've seen, man, you've been doing this a long time, in the meth world here, 20 years ago, it was a common thing for a guy like Wesley not to be at home because he was strung out, run up and down the road, messed up, whatever, didn't show up at the events that he was supposed to. But fast forward to today, Bobby, it's just as coming for a woman not to be there mm-hmm. either. Mm-hmm. I mean, because this stuff has took people out of the journey. Oh, yeah, it's took sure. people out of the game. But so how, how do we work through things? Like yeah, that? well, I definitely think that – I don't know if we need to take our last break, but I definitely want to get into what Wesley's talking about. Because so on Wesley's side, what Wesley has to do is repent, right? Mm-hmm. And what that means is change his heart and his mind about it. And you can hear in his in his own grief, you know, his own grieving, not being there for his wife and not caring for her and loving her and sinning against her and all that she had to suffer because he was out being a fool, you know? Mm-hmm. And so and so he's trying to mend the fences, if you will, make amends, restore the relationship, fix it up. 
And so what, what he can do is be repentant and then also be trustworthy. That is, you know, start doing the work now, right? Because God does restore to us the years that the locusts have eaten. On her side, the, it, which is the more difficult path, I believe. And, um, and, and that is that there's three, three things that are necessary. They're simply this. One is forgiveness. And let me tell you what forgiveness is in its simplicity. Forgiveness is I have to absorb the loss. I have to eat it. Like Wesley said, you can't, I can't roll the clock back. Hmm. I can't be there for her. I wasn't and can't be. And she has to eat that loss. She has to forgive the debt. And here's what I mean. If if you loaned me a hundred grand, Tommy, and then you came back and said, dude, you gotta start paying. I was like, Tommy, I can't pay. And then you said, Okay, right? Jesus has two different examples of this in Luke seven and Matthew eighteen. But it, and he's I says, Okay, and guess what? If you said, All right, I'm gonna forgive you the hundred thousand dollars. In order for you to forgive me the hundred thousand dollars, you have have to eat a hundred thousand dollars that is you ain't getting it back right okay so this is the deal your wife has to eat it and what i mean is that she has already suffered that loss Mm. and she can't get it back she can't make you pay it back because no matter what you did if you if you gave her a manicure every day you know for the rest of her life you still did it Right, mm-hmm. The debt's that's still good. there, and you can't pay it back. Well, that's what forgiveness is. Forgiveness is me saying, I know you can't pay it back. I'm going to eat it. I'm going to suffer that loss, and I'm not going to make you repay. I'm not going to make you repay, meaning I'm not going to be vengeful and bitter towards you, meaning I'm not going to hold, hold it over your head the rest of your life, meaning I'm not going to dwell on it the rest of my life. Mm. Well, so that's the one thing is forgiveness. The next thing, though, which is obvious, is this. But how do I recover from it? Because that kind of handles the justice side. But how do I handle the wound? Well, grief is the thing that heals the wound. Counselors call grief the healing feeling. So, you know, if you've ever been cut really bad or burned, when your burn's healing, it actually hurts really bad, and it itches, and you want to scratch your arm off and and all this kind of stuff because there's a pain that comes with healing, Mm -hmm. and grief is really suffering the loss. It's like, what did I... It's just considering it full well and suffering the loss. And then the third thing, which is really important, Wesley, is this. And I hope you're listening, Nicole. This is also what it is. It's don't believe the lie that the devil tells you when you're being sinned against, which is something's wrong with you and you'll, you know, well, because what she was being told was you're not even worth me being showing up for and being present, right? I mean, even as big event this is, Mm -hmm. you're not even worth showing up for. And the devil lies and tells us that we're not right don't believe the lie he should have showed up you were worth showing up for i mean and 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 he wishes now that he sure wishes with every fiber in his being that he would have been there for you but he wasn't and don't believe the lie the devil tries to put in there if you've been wounded and sexually abused as a little child don't believe that there was something wrong with you that made that person do it don't believe that had you been a better girl he wouldn't have done it or a better boy that he wouldn't have done it sin is sin and evil's evil and people are going to hurt you and don't believe the lies that the devil tries to tell you that gets you messed up in your mind There's a whole therapy uh, out there in the secular world called CBT, which is cognitive behavioral therapy, is that I have to think right about this thing in order for my behavior to change. And so I have to face the music. I have to face the music that Wesley was a sinner and that he was sinning against me and that I had to suffer a great loss and he can't repay that to me. Mm. And and I'm going to forgive him of that loss and I'm not going to dwell on it and I'm going to eat it and I'm going to grieve what it was that I lost and I'm not going to believe the lie that I wasn't worth being there for because I was right so that's a simple example and and uh, and I've way oversimplified it by the way sometimes that takes people years to work through but what I'm telling you is that's a simple example of what it is to recover from a wound and Wesley you repent 
not only before the, your Lord, but also before your wife, you ask for her forgiveness, and then you become trustworthy, and that's it. She has to grant you trust back as she works through her stuff, and 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 by God's grace, she will. And but the thing is that that's how you work through these things. We we got to take our last break. When we come back, we want to bounce off that. And I, I want to ask what we just want to ask you, Bobby. How does Wesley become trustworthy? So us, us we're going to take our last uh, break. We'll be right back. estate group is a full-service real estate agency located in downtown Corinth. Our agents service all of Northeast Mississippi and Southwest Tennessee, including the Pickwick Lake area. If you would like to talk real estate, please call or text us at 662-415-5922. You can also email us at info at You can also check out our website for some free content on the home buying or home selling process at wilcocorrent.com. Bain and Bowen, attorneys at law, are proud to be a part of this program. At Bain and Bowen, they know that going through a legal dispute can be a frustrating and scary process. They can help you with a wide range of legal issues, including criminal cases, divorce and family law issues, as well as personal injury cases. Baines and Bowen, attorneys at law, will pursue the best course of action and get you the outcome you deserve. For all your legal needs, call Baines and Bowen at 662-287-1620. That's 286-1620. If you live in Tishomingo, Belmont, Iuka, Burnsville, and the surrounding area, Gatlin's Pharmacy, 18 First Avenue in Tishomingo is your one stop for all your pharmacy needs. Gatlin's Pharmacy has programs available that will save you time and money. They offer a discount program that is unique to our area. Do you have a parent or loved one who needs help keeping up with their medicines? Gatlin's Pharmacy will do the work for you. They will package your prescriptions for date and time and deliver them to you. Give Gatlin's Pharmacy a call and find out why they are way more than just a pharmacy. Gatlin's Pharmacy, 662-438-6605. Hey folks, it's Tommy Wilson, Corinth Mattress Furniture Outlet, right here on Highway 72 in Corinth. Summer's come and gone, but what has it gone is the deals at our store. We have recliners, $1.99, lift chairs always on sale, adjustable beds on sale, mattresses on sales. Don't forget, we are your inflatable place for your fall parties, and now we're your local U-Haul dealer. Listen, you gotta come three miles west of high prices to get them deals. Here's to choice, to making your voice be heard, to getting exactly what you want, especially when you eat. At Subway restaurants, you choose your freshly baked bread, meats, cheese, and veggies to make a sub that's just right for you. Come in and create yours today. Subway, eat fresh. Now back to Hope with Tommy Wilson, Bobby Caps, and Wesley Jackson. Well, we welcome you back to our show here. We've been talking about trauma. We got it very personal today. We got Wesley sharing some of his story. And, and Bobby, you just gave three ways to go walk through it. Forgiveness, grief, and don't believe the lie. And, and one of the things you said during that was, was that Wesley building up trust. What does that look like? I mean, it ain't let, like let me, that. Let me tell she ain't you, gonna trust that's him tomorrow. A, what, you know, I, that's a that's a totally spirit led question because it is such a big deal when when couples betray each other and hurt each other and you know and put each other through stuff. This rebuilding of trust. Let mm -hmm. let me tell you what it isn't to start with. So here's what happens normally if if you've hurt me, Wesley, and you've done me dirty, I end up with a checklist in my mind that says if you do this, I'll trust you again. Right. Mm. So if you start showing up to ball games, if you start doing this, if you, then I'll begin to build trust. And the problem is, though, the checklist is not what works. It really isn't. Because here's what happens. No matter how how much grace I give you in my checklist, because you're still a sinner, you're going to blow it. Mm -hmm. And then as soon as you blow it, it sets me all the way back to say I can't trust this dude. Right. Ooh. So throw away the checklist. Here's how you do it. I'm married to a sinner. Jack, 
Jack, by the way, her birthday is um, uh, October 1st, this Saturday. Happy birthday, Jack. I'm married to Jack the Sinner. And Jack's married to a sinner. She's married to Bobby the Sinner. And here's what we know. When I'm being trustworthy, when I tell when I say be trustworthy, Wesley, here's what I mean by that. You be repentant. And here's what that means. That means that, yeah, I'm going to blow it. But, man, when I blow it, I'm going to get right with you. You want me to tell you what restores trust? It's not that I don't blow it. I can't not blow it. I am a nut job. Mm-hmm. Listen. It's that when I blow it, I'm not fronting. I'm not defending myself. I'm repentant. I am getting right with you. So here, it is doing the right thing. It is loving. It is walking in the light. It is walking in the spirit. But on the broken side of it, or on the times I blow it, it's being repentant. That builds trustworthiness. But let me say this on the other side real fast. That is, you will not trust him just because he's trustworthy. Listen to me, guys, gals, those of you who are trying to restore trust in relationship. You will not trust your spouse, your partner, your dad, your kid. You will not trust someone just because they've become trustworthy. You will trust them when you have healed and you're willing to risk trusting them again. When Wesley, when you and Nicole first started dating, she trusted you like, oh, man. Oh, yeah. You know why? Well, love made her trust you. And she didn't know you could have been an axe murderer. And, but she loved you and she just gave you trust. Well, then what you're supposed to do with that trust is steward it. And if you didn't steward it, then that broke the trust, right? Mm-hmm. Well, now what happens is is that I have to be willing to give you the gift of trust again. Yes, you still have to steward it, but if I do it the checklist way, I'll never give it to you again. What we want to do someday is get Wesley and Nicole to come here and let's just walk through that if, uh, if Nicole's willing. And, oh, um, yeah, right. That's, that's, Nicole's uh, like, yeah, yeah, I'll tie up for that. Spe- yeah. Speaking of, I'm, uh, I'm going to have, have some explanation. To do after the show. Honey, I, I, um, I joked to Ralph on the way over here today. I said, well, we're going to talk about trauma again. I'm, apparently, Bobby and Tommy both think I need a second counseling session this, this month. Well, I, I, I need one every week. That's it. Listen. That's it. Hey, by the way, uh, Friday is my mom's birthday, so happy birthday, Mom. Uh, uh, I want to just give her a shout-out. My mom lives in Boonville. She does. Uh, she is doing very well and stuff. Was able to go and eat lunch with her one day this week in Caribou Riley and see her, so we, uh, we've had her birthday dinner. So, listen, tonight at Living Free Ministries, our friends from Ellistown Baptist Church, Jimmy Easterling and a group will be coming. They're going to do the music. They're going to share. They're going to feed us. We're going to have a meal there. We're going to set it living free after the uh, uh, after a meeting and have a meal. Oh, they're wow, they're cool. going to furnish the meal and stuff. So we're excited about it tonight. Uh, we start at six o'clock, and uh, Jimmy and them, like I said, will be doing the music and sharing, and uh, they're furnishing the meal. So we're 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 excited about that tonight. Also, uh, Monday nights at Living Free at 6 o'clock. Bobby's walking us through some of this stuff we're talking about right now. Uh, So that's an open uh, meeting for anybody at 6 o'clock, okay? Well, Dr. Phil says we got one minute. We always want to pray. We want to pray for our community. There's someone that's listening to us right now that's in deep trauma and deep hurt. Wesley, let's pray for them folks as we go out. Heavenly Father, Lord, we just thank you for the opportunity to share today, Lord, with what you've done in our lives and the hope that comes from your son, Jesus. I pray that if there's someone out there hurting today, Lord, that would hear your word or your message, that they would find hope in that and uh, trust that you are the answer, Lord. I pray that you'd give them strength just to get help, reach out for help, and find healing. Lord, it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen.